Hello there, everybody, and welcome to Omni Pleasant Offerings, the podcast that's dedicated to the splendor of spiritual living. I am your host, Brother Maurice Malcolm Johnson. Let's get right into today's show. Today on the podcast, I'll be featuring a story that was written by yours truly and co-narrated by myself and my son, Jesus Johnson. All sound engineering was also done by Jesus. The name of the story is The Life of Love. I hope that you'll enjoy it. Jehovah sent his only son, Christ Jesus was his name, Messiah and Anointed One, to save the world he came, empowered by his Father's hand to cleanse our sin and shame. He labored, suffered, gave his life that men might life attain. I am the way, the truth, the life, he constantly affirmed. He healed the sick and fed his sheep with God's almighty word. But blinded by their prejudice, his mighty signs they spurned, refusing to submit to him, regardless how he warned. A savior clothed with might and main was what they had expected. So Jesus' humility was totally rejected. In vain they tried to trick and trap the mighty Nazarene, but nothing they could do would stop the father's go-between. A traitor from among the twelve, Judas Iscariot, for thirty silver pieces led the soldiers to the spot. But gallant Simon Peter leapt up to his master's aid and smote the high priest's servant's ear with his trustworthy blade. But Jesus, with authority, chastised that brutal act. He healed the high priest's servant's ear, and then he spoke a fact. He who liveth by the sword shall perish by the same. God wills that I must drink this cup of bitterness and shame. They bound him like a criminal. To Annas was he led. When they beheld their master's fate, all his disciples fled. Three times was Simon Peter asked, and thrice did he deny, knowing his lord and master, till the cock's crow made him cry. The high priest tried to make a case against the Son of Man by asking of his followers and of his holy plan. But Jesus, bless his holy name, saw through his strategy. Why waste we time, the Savior said. I spoke all publicly. To Pilate, In the judgment hall, they took the king of kings. Concerning wrong that he had done, Pilate could find nothing. I find no guilt within this man, he told them finally. 
So if it's your desire, I'll release him unto thee. A loud and angry chant arose. My goodness, what a fuss. Crucify the king of Jews and pardon Barabbas. When Pilate saw that they were bent on crucifying him, he washed his hands in water to absolve himself of sin. So Barabbas, a murderer, was now deemed innocent, while Jesus Christ, the sinless one, to Calvary's tree now went. They mocked at him, they spat on him, they smote him with a rod. They ridiculed in many ways the blessed Son of God. But like a lamb to slaughter, no resistance did he give. They know not what they do, he said. Father, their sins forgive. The hands that blessed, that healed, that helped were now nailed to a cross. The feet that walked to spread abroad glad tidings to the lost were now in beastly fashion nailed into a cross of wood. He bore it all that man regained the place where he once stood. No words on earth can well express his pain and agony. As Jesus died upon the cross that day at Calvary. But even with his dying breath confirms the holy writ. He cried, Father, into thy hands my spirit I commit. The scriptures say the word created all things by his hand. So when he died, heaven and earth vibrated by command. A mighty earthquake rocked the ground. The sky was black as tar. The temple's veil was torn in two. Oh God, how great you are. Joseph of Arimathea secured Pilate's favor to rest the Savior's body in his private sepulchre. A massive stone was rolled up to the entrance of the tomb, and Jesus' disciples suffered great despair and gloom. The next day was the Sabbath, so no work was done therein. But bright and early Sunday went down Mary Magdalene. She brought some herbs and spices to anoint the lamb's body. When she got there, the stone was moved, the sepulchre empty. She ran with haste to break the news to Peter and to John. I just came from the resting place. The Lord's body is gone. The nimbler John outran Peter, so he was first to see.
The empty tomb with Bobby gone was stark reality. They gazed in wonderment, then left to spread the news around. While bitter tears of Mary mournfully fell to the ground. Then suddenly a peaceful voice. Woman, what seeketh thou? The gentle stranger asked again, Woman, whom seeketh thou? She didn't recognize the Christ. A gardener, she thought. If you have borne my Lord away, please tell me where I ought to go that I may tend to him and take his corpse away? Mary, did Jesus answer her? Rabboni, did she say? Knowing that Jesus was alive, transformed her on the spot, and gleefully she reached for him. But he said, Touch me not. But to my brethren take these words, To my God I ascend, and I shall be with you again before this day shall end. True to his words, he did perform what he'd promised to do. So through closed doors came Jesus, saying, Peace be unto you. All his disciples witnessed him, all except Thomas, who refused to believe by faith, I guess, like most of us. I'll go a little further and explain in some detail how Christ appeared to Thomas, showing him the holes the nails had made in hands and feet, and now in flesh Thomas perceived. Christ said, Blessed are those who haven't seen, yet have believed. This story has now reached its end, and yet it's just begun. The story of salvation brought to us by God's dear Son. If we believe the things he said, in word and deed be true, he's promised us a wondrous home in heaven for me and you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Omnipleasant Offerings. I do hope that you enjoyed the show and that you'll join us next time. Until then, this is your host, Brother Maurice Malcolm Johnson, saying bye for now and may God richly bless you.